Hello and welcome to an experienced episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Jason Marshall of Jams Drywall out of Louisville, Kentucky. He's only 29, but don't let his age fool you. He's come up quick in the industry and has a knack for being successful. There was a time when he maybe even hired somebody to show him how to run the tools. And I had just bought my first set of tools, which was uh, North Star tools. I bought them from uh, Tony Ferguson. The guy okay. Great Lake Taping Tools or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I bought them from him and uh, I had no idea how to use them. So I bring in Eric and uh, he's like, man, what do you want me to do? He's like, it's only going to take one guy like two hours to coat this whole house. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Like, you just stand there and tell me how to do it. And I'm going to pay you by the hour. And, you know, you just let me do it. Shut up. You paid him he to was, train you. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, why would I want to do that, man? Because then you won't, uh, you won't need me anymore. I was like, well, I'm always going to need help, you know. Jason is a fantastic guy, and I'm sure you guys will feel the same after listening to this episode. This month's episodes are brought to you by Can-Am Tools. Can-Am Tools has been a supporter of the Drywall Podcast for a long time, and I appreciate them for that. Can-Am Tools is also celebrating 50 years of excellence as the original and leading inventor of the semi-automatic drywall finishing tool. Their line of tools is centered around the compound tube, one of the most versatile tools on the market. Now, for the months of March and April, you have a chance to get your hands on these amazing tools at a discounted price. If you go to canamtools.com, Enter promo code TDP15. That will happen. Also, be sure to be on the lookout for my interview with company president Wolfgang Dombrowski, episode 44 of the Drywall Podcast. The Drywall Podcast is also shamelessly sponsored by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now available at CSR in-store and online. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a sweet swag bucket from CSR filled with all kinds of wonderful things like a Fresco Harmony sample pack, a three-way, a spy sponge, a tech dry tool, shirts, and much more. But for now, episode 47 of the Drywall Podcast with Jason Marshall of Jams Drywall. Let's get into it. Yeah, man. It's cold today. <laughs> I got like a high of 50 today. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jams Drywall. We have Jason Marshall out of Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. I figured you'd be practicing that. Louisville. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and yeah, he's 29. So in the younger range of interviewees that we've had on the Drywall Podcast, welcome to the show, Jason. What's up, man? 
Thank you, thank you. Drywall uh, Magazine. Okay. Yeah, do you follow the do you do you follow Drywall Magazine? I don't think so, man. You don't go in that group? No, I don't think so. David Lee. I try not to get in all the groups. There's so many of them. There's so many. Which groups do you uh which groups do you get get on? Uh mainly just the drywallers worldwide, drywall junkies. Okay. And then I actually run the remodelers worldwide. I didn't know that. That's yeah. a big one, right? Yeah, it's got we've got over ten thousand members. That's a bunch. So, yeah. Okay. Drywallers worldwide. Yeah, actually, it was uh Joe Cleveland, the one that created Drywallers Worldwide. Right. He created Remodelers Worldwide and then uh kind of let me take over at like 150 members because he was too busy with the drywallers page. So he let me take over the remodel page. Okay. And yeah, now now we have over ten thousand members. It's it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, how so? just a lot of requests come in and you know you had to weed out the bad people the negative people and wait a second like that. wait a second you have negative people on uh on your group <laughs> i don't oh, understand yeah. not, not Why? Nearly as bad not nearly as bad as drywall junkies but but sure yeah. sure yeah, uh, yeah i was yeah. just editing the kevin bush we discuss he got a little perturbed on that uh, drywall junkies page um myself as well uh i had early on i had to get off of there it was too much like it was just like these guys are dicks like i gotta go somewhere else this is like too much yeah i don't click on the comment section i just kind of scroll and see the picture and i stay away from the comments you know but uh, in 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 we had Kyle on the show, uh, Catling, who uh, runs Drywall Junkies, and great guy. Um, yeah. You know, we talk about it a little bit. We talk about it. You know, it's uh, part of it is like, well, we're drywallers, man. You know, we talk trash. You yeah. know, there's there's sort of a there's a balance there too. But uh, yeah, you know, um, it's yeah, challenging. The guy, that, the guy that taught me how to run tools i actually found him on the drywall junkie page he was from the same same place i am and we ended up linking up and he's actually the one that taught me how to run boxes and bazookas and everything fascinating so you were yeah nine years i mean kyle yeah so that page probably precedes your b being in business even yeah pretty much yeah crazy that that doesn't like occur to my old gen xer brain because like you know right <laughs> like you know i was around before before you know any groups facebook any of that like you know like there wasn't uh social media um so yeah, it's easier nowadays that you have social media to I mean, as you know, like the sales and advertising your product, like it's got to be way easier now than it would have been 15, 20 years ago trying to get people to learn about Fresco Harmony. Well, now you got the internet, so now you can promote it on the internet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. With a little footwork and um, and certainly the podcast has helped. But, uh, 
But like, yeah, we've noticed. We I was just talking to my sales rep yesterday about it. Like, people don't ask friends and neighbors for referrals anymore. They just get straight on Google or Facebook and and ask for recommendations. Like, for anybody oh. looking for a problem person, they don't they don't really ask friends and neighbors anymore. Now it's no. they go right to the internet. No, the Better Business Bureau's probably on the downwards uh, tick. Yeah. I I, I yeah. would say these days, you know, I've never bought anything from the Better Business Bureau. Um, did, did, no, no, they bug you, but I was like, okay, you know, like, like you. <laughs> so, so I can put a sticker on my car, you know. Right. <laughs> um yeah yeah so yeah you're right that's a, that's an interesting aspect if i want to find a plumber or uh i i just recently found an accountant a very fantastic bookkeeper um from facebook i was like hey i need a bookkeeper like please like you know i lost my bookkeeper right. i need a book and she's fantastic man couple people chimed in done yeah exactly you don't even ask other people for recommendations anymore you just get straight online so yeah and i probably three or four like people that were like you know hey hey i'll do it you know i'm a i'm a bookkeeper or you know or somebody's like oh you should talk to this person you know right. like like instantly so that's an interesting aspect uh um jams drywall you're all over the internet uh, but you haven't you haven't checked out drywall magazine yet or uh the mentors page you should definitely go on that one okay i've seen them seen them float around but i haven't been into them yet so mudman dan started the mentors page he got mad because people were being so mean to the new people so he started this <laughs> like angel That's group <laughs> he started this angel group of like the drywall mentors, like all, all these men, you can come on, you can ask us how much to charge for stuff. It's okay. Like we'll help you out. Uh, so that's a pretty cool group. And they have a very strict policy about, uh, you know, offering advice and not being a jerk. And then uh, David Lee runs drywall magazine, you know? So uh, that's a decent, that's a decent group as well. That's good. How many members is it? Is it? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm not sure. Um. So, uh, uh, Jason, you started your business. You weren't in business very long. How did you get your start? Did you have a, a mentor? Did you uh, work for somebody? So we started out when I was 18, obviously, right out of high school. We worked okay. for me and my dad worked for a remodel company, remodeling houses and everything. Now, this was back in like 2011. So the housing market was was taking off again from the 2008 crash. So a lot of, lot of stuff going on. And uh, I did that for like three years, learned how to do everything. And uh, okay. But the one thing nobody wanted to do, there was like a 10-man crew. Nobody wanted to do drywall. Yeah. So they put they put me on it, and I mean I I sucked at it. I didn't know anything about it. So like three years goes on, and then I get better at it. People start hitting me up for side work, and yeah, I start doing things on the side, and then next thing you know, like I just 
bought a magnet, put it on my truck, and somebody Interesting. called me. Now, were you, were, were you hanging? Um, so when I did that, when I worked for that remodel company, we would do like a, a bedroom or patches and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, no, I did my first house on my own. Like I've never worked for a drywall Ooh. company. None ballsy. That's ballsy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a long road, man. It took me like, it took me a good, like, so then I started out on my own, but I That's was, I would have never everything. done that. I mean, I, you know, I didn't, you know, I started out doing dry, doing drywall finishing, but I would have never jumped out like that, that early on. Um, what was the name of the remodel company that you were working with? Uh, Ron Owens, RL Owens, just a local guy. Local guy. He was pretty cool. Brought you up, taught you a bunch of stuff. Would you say that you gravitated towards the drywall or was it all about like just nobody wanted to do it? I see a niche here. I want to move in that direction because I think that I could maybe carve out a business for myself. I mean, were you having those types of thoughts? So what really did it for me was, so when I branched out, I did remodeling work also. So I was doing full full renovations, bathrooms and stuff. And um, I read a couple books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The One Thing. One Thing. Just One Thing. One Thing. Who's the author of that? I can't, I can't remember the author. And then Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a very popular. Yeah. And like what that book would, would teach you is to master one thing and get really good at it, put systems, processes in place. Basically that way you can have a self-operating business. Smart. And I didn't see that with remodeling houses because there's so many different- So many avenues. things. Like, yeah. You know, tile floors, do waterproofing, siding, windows, like- Nightmare if you ask me. Like, you're not gonna those... find somebody that can do all of that stuff proficiently that way you can make a profit so i was already doing a lot of drywall people were calling me for it so i finally Smart. made the decision four years ago just to do strictly drywall and okay drywall. so you were 25 24 yeah okay and you were uh you were working with the remodeling company were you still working with the remodeling company and you had been doing most of their drywall? Is that how you like skinned your teeth? I mean, you had to be pretty good at drywall to start a drywall company. I mean, were you, by the time you decided to start your, your own company, I mean, were you pretty much just doing drywall for the remodel company, doing it on the side? Kind of, kind of both. Yeah. Kind of both. It wasn't drywall. Wasn't even, in my brain at all so when i went downtown to file for the llc i actually was naming the company uh jam remodeling okay and that was our that was already took so i was like oh man I'm, I'm standing there with this buddy of mine and i'm like man i gotta think of something else like right now and uh he was like, like Dude, you do he was like you do a lot of drywall so put that in there so i put jams drywall and remodeling okay so it wasn't even a thought to do just drywall. It wasn't even a thought, man. Why jams? Uh, it's my initials. 
Jason Marshall. Yeah, Jason Andrew Marshall. Okay, Jams. I like it. That's a good name. Um, Jams Drywall is fantastic. There's not too many of those. It's easy to say. Yeah. Logos are easy to make. Like it's, you know, simple. You can see it driving down the road pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, so. you're good with the marketing stuff. You're always posting. You remind me of uh, Daniel Osborne a little bit. He's got like the trailer yeah. and the truck. <laughs> and in his interview, he's like, you can see that trailer from three miles away. And I was like, that's pretty smart. You know, I throw a couple magnets on statistics. <laughs> have you seen have you seen what he did to his front the the grill on that truck oh yeah it's cool that's, that's super cool yeah yeah, I like yeah that. it's dope uh yeah i like uh i love and he's just such a character anyways he that that's a, one of my classic favorite interviews too i i we were talking about uh the different interviews and uh yeah that one's that that one has a special place in my heart um yeah, so great. he like sets a standard for for people to look up to yeah know? he sets it like that what he's doing is what we try to do we try to be clean professional you know that's what you want like that's who you would want to send to your, your mom's house to do a drywall patch you know yeah yeah well his early on when i was doing the podcast i would name the episodes um now it's like Jason Marshall jams drywall. Like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know why I sort of stopped naming them. I would, I would just come up with something clever. Um, but his was setting the standard Daniel Osborne, that's right. you know, yeah. cause that's, that's what he does, you know, and it's, uh, uh, he, and we talk about that, like it, you know, how do you have the nerve to just go in and, you know, tell somebody it's like 5k and then they're just like, they get mad at him. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about 5k i'm not gonna pay that stupid drywaller get out of my house you know like that sort yeah, of thing. And, and especially in florida like yeah all i hear about florida is they're just so cheap so cheap so cheap so yeah it's it's impressive that he gets that but yeah. i totally see why his image precedes himself you know like yeah i, I can yeah. see why he gets paid what he gets paid yeah yeah, put that's, word, that's how he carries himself. And then he, you know, he shows up. Well, he was talking about vetting clients too, which I do a little bit in my world as well. It's like I'm on the phone with somebody. I'm like, hey, I got a, here's, I have a minimum bid, pal. You know, I'm, and I'm going to increase my minimum bid. It's like 1400 and it's 350 a square foot. Like, like I'm just letting you know before I drive out there. I don't want to be wasting my time. (laughs) You know, it's fine. I'll look at it and give you a bid, but this is where you're going to be coming in at least $1,400 for me to come out to your house and do a fireplace or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, man. Cause I mean, we're like, we're at the point we can't go look at every single job. So if it's just a patch, I'll tell them like, Hey, send us a picture. Send me, you don't have to send me the address, but tell me what part of town it is. And then you we'll will do you'll do some patches and stuff though you do you have a couple of good patch guys yeah we love doing patches i'd, I'd rather do patches than houses interesting huh uh yeah they can they can make high. money yeah the yeah. profit margin's good on patches that's yeah. pretty much all daniel does is like he goes around like you know he's a patch master the doctor the surgeon drywall 
that's what I want to try. That, 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 that's my goal for this year is to really try and push more patches. Fire everybody and just drive around and do patches. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it. But. So if you don't know, uh, Jason has uh, 20, you said 20 employees? Yep. We have about 20 guys working every day. So that's a fantastic uh, crew or several crews. And you've got, uh, and by four years in, there must be a pretty, uh, pretty decent market for drywall in your area. So Jason's new. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this remodeling world. I just read one thing, um, rich dad, poor dad, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on drywall. And at that time, I suppose you were hand finishing. You didn't know about the box tools, the automatic tools, semi tools, none of that stuff. And you are like, I'm going to start this business. You, you now have a business license. You went down and got your uh, business license. You're ready to go. What do you do? Yep. We just started <laughs> promoting ourselves and doing, doing more drywall. How did you, you we, I mean, you were taking calls mostly, but uh, um, how did you get those, that, how did you start getting work early on? And did you have employees? Did you have employees at that time? No, I was doing all of it myself. Okay. But that was back in the Craigslist day. Remember, you used to be able to go on Craigslist yeah. and hire people, post ads and stuff like that. So yeah. I would be all over Craigslist, all over Facebook. Like I said, I had the magnet magnets on my truck and yeah, just stuff like that, man. And now I go to a lot of business meetings, real estate meetings. So we, they do a lot of house flipping down here. Like they buy them, yeah. fix them up and stuff. So I'm in a lot of those groups and we get a lot of work through those people and stuff okay. like that. But, Are you flipping houses yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Smart. Real. So you're you're uh, dabbling in real estate a little bit. You have a few properties. I just sold it. Actually, I sold it last year, and okay. we're looking for our next one now. Beautiful. That's your first flip. Yeah. 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 I bought okay. it. I bought it. Rented it out for two years, and then I sold it. Yeah. So you don't have to pay the taxes or whatever on it. You, uh, if I you didn't if, have to pay the taxes on it. If you if you stay right if you stay in a house or if you hold a property for two years, it's a different uh, sales thing. Um, I believe so. I think like you might be getting mixed up with your personal house and then a rental property. So I could have ten thirty one exchanged it, but then you have like you only have like sixty days to find a new property and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. We was able to depreciate and write it off, and I didn't have to beautiful. Good for you. Good for you. So yeah, I don't want to get too far ahead. So you jump out, you're working by yourself and you're getting jobs and you're doing them all by hand and yep. you find somebody on drywall junkies that like runs a tool and you're like, Hey, I want to learn how to run the tools. Yep. Yep. Eric Martin. Eric Martin. And is he still with you? Um, no, but I actually, I, what's funny is I literally just did a basement for him. So like it's funny how the tables turn. Like he just gave me a whole basement to hang and finish. We just got yeah. done with it yesterday. Why didn't he do it? Uh, he didn't have time. So he's running his own company now. 
No, nah, he works for somebody else. He works for somebody else. Yeah, okay. it's funny because like when I when I brought him on, I uh we was doing a house. It was like 150 sheets or something. I paid somebody to hang the drywall, and I had just bought my first set of tools, which was uh North Star tools. I bought them from uh Tony Ferguson, the guy okay. Great Lake taping tools or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I bought them from him, and uh. I had no idea how to use them. So I bring in Eric and uh, he's like, man, what do you want me to do? He's like, it's only going to take one guy like two hours to coat this whole house. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Like you just stand there and tell me how to do it. And I'm going to pay you by the hour. And you know, you just let me do it. Shut up. You paid him he to was, train you. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, why would I want to do that, man? Cause then you won't, uh, you won't need me anymore. I was like, well, I'm always going to need help, you know? And yeah, here we are five years later. He doesn't work for us. <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. You were honest with him and he, and he showed you the tools at that point. You, um, okay. Yeah, we, we coded the whole house and showed me how to run, run the boxes. And okay. now the bazooka, I didn't, I didn't learn from him on the bazooka i had to learn by myself on the bazooka yeah yeah that was that's, that was that was pretty that's tough a, that's a tough learning curve there which bazooka which bazooka did now did you get a did you buy a new bazooka or did you get a used bazooka so i bought one from from tony and uh, you, like, you like tony with uh you like tony ferguson we need to get him on the show for sure even to this day i still yeah. think they're better um but yeah we bought a bazooka from him okay and it actually turned out to be garbage like okay all right it would just jam all the time and so yeah i learned really on a crappy bazooka uh and then one day like it just kept aggravating me man so much that i just i just threw it down went to the supply <laughs> house bought a brand nice. new brand new tape tech bazooka <laughs> i had to pay for it so i was just i just kind of <laughs> set it down i'll say that pushed it down a little a little hard a little aggressively yeah. <laughs> that would be cool though it'd be cool to get a video of somebody just like getting so mad at the bazooka that they just go Jimi hendrix style in the middle of a house and just like smash it on the floor yeah yeah i ended up i think i ended up giving it back to them i traded them for some nail spotters i gave it back to them traded them for some nail spotters and that was the end of that bazooka, man. Interesting. And you went and bought a new one. So which bazooka did you pick? The only they only sell tape tech tools like locally. Oh, okay. That's well, the thing. Now I've houses. learned I've learned that you can get pretty much anything in the United States from CSR and it's very reasonable. You go into yeah, their yeah, website. If you from the website, but I'm talking about at the store, you know, yeah, walk yeah. in the store, buy it. Like they only just sell tape tech. tech. What was yeah. this? What's the shop there in Louisville, Kentucky? Uh, the one that we use is Valley Interior Products. Valley Interior Products. Okay. And then you and have there? Ames also, Ames Taping Tools. We only have one, and that's it. Interior products and Valley interior products that do you get your mud and sheetrock and all that stuff there? Yeah. That's a drywall supply. And then they have yeah. an Ames. Ames is cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Have you tried out the Ames tools and all that? No. How come? You so you you jumped on the tape tech and you're like, I like these. These are great. Well, the only the only thing that we have tape tech is the is the bazooka. Okay. And then uh, my pump ended up going bad on me because I never took it apart. So I ended up buying another tape tech uh, pump. But other than that, we still have all all North Star stuff. Okay. Interesting. But I am gonna be every time something breaks, I am going back to tape tech. And the only reason is I buy it from Ames. Like that way the guy recognizes me and he remembers me. Yeah. Because if you bring him a North Star handle, he won't touch it. Like he only touches tape tech stuff. So I would rather <laughs> buy the tape tech brand. That way he can fix it right then and there and we can, you know, get on basically basically you're his tool bitch. Basically. <laughs> good hey that's smart smart marketing if you're the only company in town uh he's the only one and they're the only ones that repair yeah because that repair thing is a pretty big deal i know that uh when i was up at csr hanging out like they have a whole repair like division man they'll repair they got dudes that like just work on tools it's pretty cool yeah I, i've always thought about opening up something similar to Ames just because there's there's no competition like he's the only one in the whole city well you heard the the interview with g4 drywall tools like he's schlepping tools um yeah. out of his out of his area um it's that's an interesting model though uh because these guys are what I've learned since that interview is that they are you want to go brick and mortar if you do something like that, you know? Right. And it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like a super easy space to jump into your, your profit margins are going to be much better on the drywall. You know? Yeah. I've talked to, uh, I've talked to Scott Murray about it. Yeah. You basically, like you basically have to buy all your inventory. They don't, they don't give it to you up front. You have to buy it all. And then I think, at the time, it was like ten percent less than retail, so you're only going to make ten percent. Yeah, tough route. Tough so, route. But you would nice. you would make money on repairing though if you were if you offered if you were like, hey, we'll work on North Star, Columbia, Ames, like or Tape Tech, whatever. You know, bring it to us. We'll we'll work on it. But I feel like it'd be valuable to like to give the people options. Because everybody here just goes to the supply house and buys them, so they're only getting tape tech. So right. if you gave gave them options, they're gonna hey, buy those options there too. We got a we got a call coming in from Santa Fe. Should we take it? Go ahead. <laughs> you want to buy some fresco? This is uh, Nick Harmon. Hi. Uh, do you do plaster wall repairs? Uh, we can, we've got a guy out of, uh, Santa Fe that can do a uh, fresco harmony up there, but it's not quite plaster. It's like a uh, color joint compound system. Right. I just need someone to come in. I just have a couple of, um, bulges from when my stucco leaked. I'm getting stucco repaired. So I wanted to get the, um, I use variants. Oh man. They are, are repaired. Yeah. Uh, 
stuff's hard to it's hard to repair. Um, let me. Can I give you a call back in one second? I will give you a call back here. I'm doing an interview on the Drywall Podcast right now, but we'll uh, we'll give you a call back here in a second. We'll talk about it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Cool. Bye. I always want to do that when I'm doing interviews and I get a phone call. I should shut my phone off. Like that would be smart, but I, <laughs> like, Hey, welcome. you know, Hey, like we got a caller coming in that guy. So he's calling me about a variance patch. Like I get calls about plaster patches, which can be lucrative and I'll use Fresco harmony. I'll use color joint compound and I can match like a diamond finish patch, like 500 bucks, dude, for 20 minutes. Like, you can charge whatever you want for those. And I'm like, no guarantees. Yeah, but I'll probably called five other people and they say no. Yeah. No, nightmare. Variance. Like, I don't even do variance. And it's like, that's the problem with plaster. Like that, like people, oh, variance is so strong. You can spray a fire hose at it with water. And it's like, yeah, Fresco Harmony is a little softer. It'll It'll get damaged a little easier. But like. If I want to do that color over a wall, it's no big deal. Go get a color pack and you do it. Um, if it's like a plaster product, it's like you're, it's a nightmare to like do anything with it, you know? So it's all these, you see these plaster finishes and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's fine and dandy. But yeah, what happens if you get a water leak on that $5,000 wall that you did, or your kid runs his car down it and scratches it all up? Right. What do you do? That they're walls, man. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that's what um, we try to explain to people, uh, like when they're doing these flip houses and stuff, they they'll have like textured ceilings on them, and they're like, "Oh, what do you suggest?" And I'm like, "Well, if you're just gonna rent this house out, like I would suggest making it smooth. That way, if you have a, a a leak at one point, like it's a lot easier to find somebody that can do a smooth repair versus." trying to find somebody that can match the texture. So normally I don't do this, but, uh, so I'm in a situation now where, you know, I've got builders here that I have relationships with, so we don't do the drywall, but she wants like, I think I threw an $18,000 bid. I like kind of didn't want to do it. It's in Placidus, a little far away, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's new drywall. Like, who cares, you know? And I was like, okay, three fifty a square foot. She didn't want the drywall company to do it. She liked the way we do it, did it for some reason. This drywall company here in town, I've thrown him like four houses, and he still like has no interest in doing Fresco Harmony. I'm like, yeah. what are you charging? Like, you're not making more money doing Fresco? Like, I don't get it. You know people, what? People get scared, man. They get comfortable, and they're scared. They scared. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so she's like, you know, she didn't like the way his company did it. She was like, no, we want you to do it. I was like, okay, well, you'll pay the premium then. You know, this is what we charge, you know, and that's over new drywall. Those so are the clients you want. Yeah. 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 And Those it's and so, anyways, when we do it, when my company does it, I don't charge extra for samples. So the designer, of course, they have to have a sample. And I'm already telling them, like, you don't need Patterson snow is fine. White's white, you know, especially with fresco because it's very user friendly. So, um, you know, she gave me that's the color swatch. So this is the match. It looks 
the same in that light. I know. <laughs> From here. It's, yeah, now if you go sideways a little bit. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, uh, this would be like if you were in Kentucky, you would be like you would order for 75 bucks. I would send you a small sample of this with the color and you get a color pack. And then you would have to you would show the designer. But for me right now, I'm just going to set this outside my office door. She's going to come get it done. (laughs) You're pretty chill. Like a real office, like out of your house or a separate location? No, it's a real office. Um, I'm in the downstairs basement of a six story building and I'm the only one down here. That is the uh, vault, the actual bank vault. Right. So that. Okay. Yeah. See it now. That is a little like bank vault door. That's two feet of concrete. And that's about 600 square feet in the vault. That was my old office. And then I blasted through. We cut out this wall here. They were renting this small office next to the vault. Um, so my old office was the vault. And I still use it to, uh, we manufacture product here. I do shipping, all that stuff out of there. This is like, uh, this is like, The the lounge, (laughs) and then right terrible Wi-Fi down there, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but this is this isn't. I had to get a I had to get an extender, and then next door is like a showroom where I uh, have like sample boards, and I bring clients, and they can look at walls and stuff. I mean, you know, like you were talking about, that's not it's not unsmart. The the uh, one thing. You know, I was, I, I was spread out early on. I was, had all these ideas. I was making art and doing like countertops and doing creative things. And I, at, at a certain point, I didn't read the book, but I made a choice. Like enough people gave me feedback, like, dude, you need to like, just choose, choose something and go that direction. And so and it doesn't have to be like, I tell this to people all the time and they misinterpret it, but like, it doesn't have to be one thing, but a few things, you know, like you said, you don't want to be doing 20 different things. You want to do just enough things that your people can do or that you can outsource or stuff like that, you know, like kind of, yeah. Well, you're to be one thing, but you're, you're talking about balance a little bit like life work balance, which becomes a thing, especially, I guess, if you have 20 employees, you're, your life work balance starts to become skewed a little bit. Don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to work all the time and just focus on their business and like build a giant business, that's fine. You know, but you're, you have to take your family into consideration. You might want to have children one day, you know, um, it's the balance, the balance. I think you might want to coach soccer, I think people get too overextended and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't, I don't have time to breathe. And yeah. so it's almost like you got to leave room during that's the day. Started, that's why I started, started when I did, man. Like I wanted, while everybody, all these kids were out partying, I was working. 
like yeah seven day, seven days a week I've, I've been in trouble my wife has been mad at me so many times for yeah working on valentine's day until 10 o'clock yeah. at night eight or missing all this stuff and but well, now wait. you we, said we, wife yeah yeah F fiance to be correct correct okay i got about 49 more days but who's counting you know well, yeah, fiance <laughs> is not a wife, man. And congratulations, though. You're almost there. You're almost there. It's kind of a, it's an exclusive club. It's cool. To, I enjoy being married. I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm cool with it, man. We've we've been together for nine years already, so. Beautiful. We got a 10-year-old daughter, so it's. Oh, okay. You're, you're basically married. She knows what she's getting much. into. Okay. Yeah, pretty much, so. But yeah, she's she's awesome. She's been supportive since since day one. She's totally fine with me working all the time. Yeah. So, but she knows that, the plan. You know, there's there's an end plan. There's a goal. Yeah. Like, what is that? Her. What is what is the goal for Jams Drywall and Jason Marshall? Um, hopefully, I'll be away from the drywall in five to ten years. Okay. So, and that's real estate stuff. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to start transferring into the into the real estate stuff. Why? Of uh, freedom. Aren't you gonna miss like taking care of twenty guys and? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'll have somebody in this office chair doing that for me. Okay. All right. So I don't like have it. to completely abandon the company, but sure. That's the whole point of doing one product, one service. That way, you can put systems and people in place to run the company for you that way I can go do other things. It's pretty fantastic that you run a company with 20 guys. I mean, you're busy right now. That's, yeah. that's a lot. You know, you were even telling me like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's, it's a lot. I have one guy, you know, some companies I know have, you know, three or four is a lot, you know, there's different levels. Uh, we talked with, uh, Jake Creeley with the spy sponge, he's got like 80. Um, but yeah, that real estate's uh, very smart, especially for uh, drywall, I would say is a hard business to like retire, you know, to have much of a nest egg if you're retiring. Um, real estate is very smart. It is, man. That's the the bigger company out here, Abel's Drywall, they they have over like 100, 150 employees. And they'll, they'll tell you like the money's not in drywall. It's in, it's in real estate. They, they're they building apartment complexes and stuff like yeah. that. So it's Yeah. Yeah. Just drywall's my way to the real estate enterprise so smart you're so driven and um, that's a really cool that's a really cool aspect i think at 29 i was like i was living in a trailer dude yeah i mean <laughs> i guess i'm driven too yeah, it's, it's hard to find friends <laughs> my age <laughs> it's a that, that's i grew up in colorado oh so. okay what part uh we lived in denver oh all right and then we moved to uh, Fort Collins, Loveland area. Okay. So, and that's that's still where my my mom and my sister they still live there. Yeah, Colorado was cool, man. I could go back yeah. there. I'm going um, back but, on Friday. 
But I mean, my model was so weird, you know, like drywall, like I could jump out and start a drywall company, not to, not to diminish like what that, you know, what that is. I could jump, I could do that. Um, and I, it's a decent model. Uh, you can imagine though, just doing like colored mud, like it's, it doesn't even make sense. It's a ridiculous model. I didn't even think about that when I started out. I was just like, I want to do colored mud. I didn't, it didn't occur to me that it wasn't very like wasn't a good money maker at the time, you know. Maybe yeah, I was dumb. Got, I don't know. It's weird. So, so I guess you you guys probably down there you do a lot of texture on the walls and stuff, a lot of knockdown and orange peel. Yeah, yeah. Like every house, it's like knockdown orange peel bullshit. It's ugly. We do it. We do it probably once a year, and then it'd be somebody's basement where they moved from Colorado or somewhere that had it and they want it in their basement. And that's about it. So now if you're talking to a person that's looking to flip homes or do real estate, you would, you would suggest smoothing out existing texture. Yeah. Why? Uh, like I said, it's easier. It's easier for them to find somebody to repair that spot and make it look better. Uh, ah, that's interesting. Because when you try to hire handyman Joe to do a drywall repair on a textured ceiling, it, it turns out looking like shit. So it's mm. easier for them to do a smooth patch than it is a textured patch. Now, when you go smooth, do you do like imperfect smooth? Do you just, or do you like flatten it out? Flat, smooth. Everything down here is flat. Okay. Cause you could do like, you know, like we could run a base coat heavy over the texture and then a tight second coat and it's not, it's wavy, but it looks flat, no sanding and then paint it. Yeah. Have yeah you ever people down here, they went all flat. They're like, like super picky about that. It's so interesting to me. You can have completely shitty, bumpy, ugly ass walls, but then Oh, it's got to be flat. It has to be yeah. perfectly smooth. It's like, what? Yeah. Really? Why? Why can't it be, just be kind of smooth? Yeah, it's. That's I, that's I that's global. That's global, dude. It's like to, it's a paradigm in drywall. It either has to be perfectly smooth, or you could spray fucking popcorn on it. It's like yeah. what? Why is that okay? Why is popcorn okay? Or ugly brocade or texture? I would rather like people, the builders always talk about like doing texture. They're like, Oh, it's, you know, you don't have to sand. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do yeah. that. Yes. I'm like, dude, I would rather, I would rather sand the ceiling than, than texture. I would rather do that. Cause it is, it's, it's rough rolling mud and stomping. Okay. Well, in, in Crested Butte, we would do, the pool trowel texture with a little lightning bolt yeah. and it was it was a full wall like where you cover the full wall with a pool trowel you know but you leave a subtle texture it wasn't ugly like uh it wasn't ugly like bumpy texture like orange peel but it was chill and you only had to finish the wall to like a level three right you know, that was a cool texture. I was like, oh, that's smart. It looks smooth. The builders loved it, but it's not really smooth. And it's super easy to repair. I've seen I've seen 
videos of that stuff. Yeah, I know how it looks. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. But you, to me, it's odd. You know, you don't like it. You don't like no. it. Fair like enough. when I go to Colorado on Friday, I'm just going to be looking at all the bull nose corner bead and the knockdown. Like, man, this is so ugly. Like, yeah. But I'm going to play devil's advocate a little more. When you do smooth finish, though, you're saying like it's easier to patch the smooth finish. And I'm like, well, I think it really depends on the patch guy because I've seen lots of yeah. shitty, shitty. Because now it's like you, if you, if I'm going over a level five smooth finish and I'm trying to patch that shit, that's a tough patch. It is, but like, I don't know, man. I'm, we just see so many horror pictures of yeah. textured ceiling patches. Like guys are texturing the ceiling with a freaking Kroger bag, like a grocery bag, you know? Like, yeah. On a like, plunger, you put like a, yeah. the paper over a plunger and you do like a, yeah. It's... <laughs> so I tell them, I'm like, just make it all smooth. Like it'd be a lot easier. Like, you know? Yeah. But most of the time they won't call me to come repair it. So that's why I tell them to make it smooth. That way they can hire the handyman guy to come in and do it. Okay. Cause we're going to be we're pretty expensive for those people when the repair yeah. happens. We're, yeah. We're now do you have, do you have guys on your crew that you'll throw like side work to if you're like busy, you've got patches. Do you, do you sometimes like throw work to your dudes? No. Nope. How how do you feel about your guys going out and getting their own side work like you did? Um, zero, I mean, my, to zero tolerance. My one guy, he 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 does it uh, far and few, but like, and I mean, if you're paying them enough, they they just don't they don't need it. You know, they don't do it. So ah, good point. So you would say that you're paying your guys well? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, do you look at what other people are paying and try to be competitive or do you have guys, is it like sliding rate? Like, dude, if you're good, like I will pay you well. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. We're competitive, but we're like a little bit above. Okay. And what about benefits and all that stuff? No, we don't offer. No benefits. Offer company vehicle, company gas card and. Okay. So that's, that's your benefits. <laughs> okay. So you got like a little fleet and then you'll load up the truck with stuff and send them out. Yeah. That's tough to manage. Do you have anybody else managing besides you? No, that's the problem. That's what I'm hiring for now is that's what you're hiring for now. I'll come manage for you and we'll, and then I'll just sell all your clients Fresco Harmony. And we'll double your profit margin. <laughs> you'll make double the problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we need to get an we need to get an in-house designer on board at that point just to talk color just to talk color yeah so that's the thing i was telling you about the paint the paint industry like yeah pick the, the the right color the right sheen the right brand like there's there's a lot that goes into it obviously you know that so hey yeah let me stop you right there though if a painter can do it i can do it I yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying that's why we don't offer. Yeah. Shirt. Yeah. Sometimes the designer will do it. Sometimes the, that's the homeowner's job though, is to pick that. Like I deal with that all the time, you know, like this, well, this I'm designer is she, it's her show. It's like, 
you here's yeah. the colors pick a color yeah you if know? you're working with designers for sure but if you're selling it direct to the homeowner like when we used to do remodels they I, would, pick I, would the have to, I would have to meet them at the store because they don't know what looks good they don't know what tile to put in their shower and stuff like that yeah. so i would have to meet them and play designer and obviously right. i wasn't charging for that so that's why i got away from all that stuff uh yeah yeah that's a tough one because now they're using your uh interior design skills that you've sponged for free you know under the guise of like you know free estimates yep yeah, yeah free, the free estimate thing yeah that's yeah do you charge for estimates yet no 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 but we try i, I really bet who i give an estimate to yeah if it's, just repair, if it's just repair work we we ask that you send a picture over we'll give you a ballpark number off of that and then most of ours is repeat repeat clients so we're not really competing with a lot of people so we'll go out and measure the house, give them an estimate. It doesn't take me long, but you were saying you don't do a lot of new drywall though. You're mostly like doing like large remodel stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only houses that we that we do are are flip houses, people that gut the house and need all new drywall. And then okay. we've got like maybe two builders that maybe build like three to five houses a year. Okay. We do that. And then you'll get the occasional homeowner that's GC in their own house. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. But like, as far as builders go, we, we don't work for any. Okay. Interesting. Like I said, we have, we have basements here. Like almost every house is on a basement. Okay. And uh, we'll go in and drywall a basement like two months after the people just built the house. Because they don't want to pay the GC, they don't want to pay the home builder to finish their basement because it costs so much. So they'll get the house built, and then they'll sub the homeowner will subcontract everything out for their basement. Weird. Yeah. And then the builder, the builder adds on his twenty percent overhead plus everybody yeah. else. And do you? Uh, is it like concrete? Do you hang over concrete? Uh, they are yeah they're all concrete but no they frame them up they're frame they're framed up so you have to go in and hang and finish the basement correct okay do you have hangers that work with you yeah yeah that's part of the half and half crew you know the hangers and the finishers yeah well and you got a texture guy right yeah <laughs> doing a, doing a popcorn don't you have a popcorn specialist mm -mm, no no, <laughs> nope. we got we got just a little Home Depot special hopper that we use once a year. Blow the dust off it. You can't even rent them here. They don't even rent them at uh, in your rental places. They don't they don't do that. The sprayer. Yeah, it's, good. it's good to have a hopper in the in the in the supply house though. Anyways, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, we did one basement like two years ago. Man, we did the. We put step A bullnose on everything all throughout the soffits. I put reveal bead through the soffit, like in the middle cool. of the soffit. Yeah. And we did a knockdown texture over that. And it was it was really nice. It's fun to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was 
I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. So. Yeah, we did the step bowl, but I match painted. So now you have the issue of the fresco harmony. You know, you can't go around the step bowl with the product. So I, I match painted it with a rattle can. Like all of the, we primed and painted all of the step bowl. And then you finish right up to it with the fresco. Looked cherry. And then we oh, matched. Are you in the Trimtex ambassador group as well? Yeah. Thank you, Aria. They haven't yeah. been sending anything out lately. I think it was, you know, these companies try different ideas. Um, you know, that was a tough sell. The two houses that I did in Step Able were homeowners. And I showed them, I showed them like the sample, and they're like, that's cool. Yes, let's do the whole house. And, you know, I could have sold that stuff. So and, what are you and, doing? What are you doing at the bottom for the baseboard? What do you do? Are you using the, the trim piece or no? I use that little transition piece. Yeah. Yeah. There's a video on the YouTube page on my YouTube page called the Venetian corner by Fresco Harmony. And we, we even did step return on all the doors. Oh, wow. I yeah. just had a guy, I had a guy wanting to do that on this last house. He wanted, he wanted no trim in the whole house. None. Look, it looks smoking and I didn't charge extra. <laughs> Shit. I'm, I'm Dude, I did that. He didn't have it framed properly. Like he didn't think about that when he, when he built the house. And uh, luckily he uh, changed not to do it. Cause I was, I was dreading it. Well, they have the reveal bead too that goes around the door. It's like a U. That's what he wanted, yeah. And then the baseboard, like we were going to do, he was going to install the floors first, and then we would drywall that. And I was just like, man. Did you use cock rod in your uh, reveal when you went uh, we to finish? Rope. I'd use rope. Rope, okay. Yeah. yeah, that cock rod works like a champ. But you got to pull it out when it's wet. Yeah. It was so we fun, would, dude. I did it just. I did it just. I did it just because it was cool. Yeah, we would leave it in until the final coat, and then pull it out. Uh, I used to love selling that stuff, man. I would always upsell putting reveal bead and soffits. Um, there's always those round poles that are in the basement. They box around them. I would, I would picture frame around that. And yeah, cool. We did the. We did the uh, Wayne's coating. We did that in a basement one time. You're telling me about it. That's a big pain. Yeah, when you're cutting that many angles. My last office, I had the Wayne's coating. Yeah. The step bull nose. It looks like this showroom. Maybe you just didn't decide to finish the drywall at all. You just. <laughs> yeah, this is plywood. <laughs> I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> we drywalled. We we drywalled all this, but oh, okay. I didn't want to mess with the guy's building, you know. So when I'm done here, oh, I can just tear okay. all this out. I see. There you go. Yeah, nothing's attached to the wood, so like I can get my deposit back when I leave, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So that is that a commercial space? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an actual building. So like we started, I used to have just an office inside of a, another business and that's where I had all the drywall trim at and stuff, but okay, that's all it was. Like I didn't have any storage area or anything like that. It was just a room. 
So that didn't work out too long. Now, from a real estate standpoint, wouldn't you be inclined to purchasing a commercial space for your business to run out of? Uh, I would. I don't want to purchase this one because I plan to outgrow it. Oh, smart. Okay, so you want a little bit more footage. How how much footage are you? Do you have in your current space? Uh, let's see. It's a what was it? So I guess fifteen hundred square feet. Okay, so 50, by, fifty by thirty building. Beautiful. And do you uh, keep like do you, do you extra materials and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. We've got our trailers here, scaffolds, mud, okay. all that stuff. I was cool. running out of my house, and I had three garages, three uh, buildings at my house, and no, my uh, fiance wasn't too happy with the parking situation. And, yeah, and then a bunch of guys, just, all the all the crew showing up at seven a.m. Exactly. like drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. She's like, "Get these guys exactly. out of here!" <laughs> exactly, they're coming over Friday to get paid, and like, yeah. my kids, my kids running around like. But yeah. this is a lot better. Like the environment, it's more, it's more motivating. It like makes you, makes me want to work. Like, yeah. Because when I went home, I I had a office at my house and I drywalled it and everything. But like once I got home, I didn't want to do the estimates anymore. Like I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I'm home now. Like I'm gonna hang out with my kid and stuff. So, yeah. So now when I'm in this office, it's like. All right, what can we do? You know, we got this to do, that to do. Like, I don't yeah, know, it's just the environment, man. You know, yeah, I like having, I like having an office away from home. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, when I'm at my, and then when I'm at my office, it's time to work. So it's a different, exactly. it's a different mindset. Yeah, it totally shifts your mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Very cool, uh, Jason Marshall jams drywall what is your pearl of wisdom that you can bestow on the drywall community besides go and um sign up for the remodelers worldwide uh, facebook group besides that mine would be don't be scared don't be scared don't be scared don't be frightened go all in or nothing at all you can always you can always go back. Yeah. That's what that's, I tell people. If if that's a good one. If it doesn't work out, the drywall business thing doesn't work out, I can just put my tool belt back on and go back to work. That was my theory. I was like, I'm gonna do colored joint compound walls for a living. And you know what? I already know how to do drywall. I can always get a drywall job. Can always go back, man. What what's but, there to what's there to lose, you know? If you're 50, 60 years old, it's hard to go forward, you know? Yeah, it's harder. That isn't to say that you can't. You can't. Yeah, Gary, and, uh, Gary B says you can, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Careful with that, too. I'm 46. 50 is <laughs> not that old. <laughs> uh, Gary V. Do you listen to a lot of Gary V? Uh, not really. I catch a little clips of it, but uh, yeah, Grant, I follow. Grant Cardone is mine. I like Grant what? Cardone. I have not listened to any. Uh, G-R-A-N-T. Cardone. C-A-R-D-O-N. And Grant Cardone does a uh, podcast? Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a really big uh, real estate guy. But he, oh. holds, he holds a lot of like conferences and stuff like that. Motivational speeches and stuff Come like that. Come to my seminar. 
yeah, basically. Interesting. Um, but but smart he really gets it. you fired up, though. Like gets you fired up. What other you, mo- like you ain't doing shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. What other motivational speakers do you tend to listen to, or? Um. Really, man. It's like online. It would just be, just be Grant Cardone. Okay. Uh, that's kind of it. Other than that, we go we go every other week to uh, business meetings with a bunch of other business individuals, and I have a little is, small group that we do on text. Is that message. like the BNP so, thing, or like a group BNI. like that? B. What is it? BNI. BNI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's, so it's like that, but it's we don't wear suit and ties. Like a BNI group, it's always kind of like the upper up, the upper echelon people that wear suit and ties and stuff like that. This is more just like me and you would show up in the clothes that we're wearing and we would be able to cuss and you know, just a bunch of people, man, like a bunch of business owners get around and cool. That's cool help each other out so that would be another that, big pearl of wisdom is to surround yourself with people oh, that are doing yeah. better than you so yeah yeah um that's a big one yeah yeah who we hang out with is uh pretty much a reflection of our future or where we're headed uh you know good to be aware of that you know and you don't have to be a dick but sometimes too i've heard like also you know, you're either surrounding yourself with people that are filling you up or that are taking, you know, like I have friends. It's like, I'm either giving, I'm, I'm constantly giving to this person, you know, or I'm around somebody that's filling me up, you know, or that I don't have to give anything to, you know, I don't, I don't have to give a lot of energy to this relationship sustains itself, you know, versus somebody that's always in, in crisis, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting to be aware of we were talking in, we were talking in the group about hiring people and that was one of the things was we're not trying to be anybody's savior like if you need me to save you by giving you this job then you're probably not the right candidate you know right right and so uh jams drywall they can call you directly what's a good way to uh, get a hold of you uh cell phone Social media pages, uh, we got all of them: Instagram, Facebook, Google, TikTok. What's your What's your uh, website? Uh, Jam. It's my website. I need to I need to fix it, but it's still jamsdrywallandremodeling.com. Well, you're about five steps ahead of a lot of people in this industry. Don't have websites, which is crazy to me, but it's smart that you have one. And then uh, uh, on Instagram, what's your Jam handle? Drywall. Jams Drywall, and then uh, look out for the Remodelers Worldwide, which I think I'm a part of, but I can't remember my personal personal account got deleted uh, at the first of the year. And so I've like built built it. Your new one won't be in it then, yeah. Probably not. And then um, very cool. Well, thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you so much for coming on the Drywall Podcast today talking with me it was it was fun yeah man thanks for having me i appreciate your insight for 29 you uh i'm really impressed with your level of commitment and where you are in your business it's impressive
So don't be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. All right, Jason, you have a good rest of your day and, uh, don't be scared to uh, try some fresco harmony. <laughs> it won't bite. It's just it's just colored mud, man. <laughs> yeah, All go. right. All right, bud. You have a good rest of your day. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, man. All See right. You. Thanks, man. Bye. Special thanks to Jason Marshall of Jams Drywall for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. I really appreciate your time. The Drywall Podcast can be listened to every Friday on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also YouTube. We have a new guest every Friday, and they're drywallers, and they're always awesome. So thanks to Can-Am Tools for sponsoring the months of March and April on the Drywall Podcast. I really appreciate it. Can-Am Tools, industry-leading tools that help professionals around the world save time and money. Now, for the months of March and April, you have the opportunity to get your hands on these amazing tools at a discounted price. All you have to do is go to canamtools.com Enter promo code TDP15 and you will get a discount. Check out my interview with Wolfgang, episode 44 of the Drywall Podcast also. It's fantastic. He's fantastic. The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now available at CSR in the store and online at csrbuilding.com. Special thanks to CSR also for ponying up a sweet swag bucket for guests of the Drywall Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I sincerely appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Tune in next week when we will have Gary Holt from all the way down under in Australia with us. Until then, though, keep drywalling.